Oh yeah, it's a brand new stew pod right here on Yahoo Sports. I am Mike Oz and Chris Swick is not here. Instead, I have... The best man ever. You're the best man ever, but I, was, I wasn't the best man in your wedding. But hey, I should have been, right? Always bringing that up, huh? <laughs> Ten years later, man. Still bringing that up. <laughs> it, it hurts, man. I, I am, uh, since, since you didn't give me the, the, the proper due, I, I am the bad news ramen. And uh, I, I am the I am the fill in. I'm I'm the I'm the get in where you fill in, dude. <laughs> well, uh, so we got Bad News Ramen hanging out with us this week. We have a pretty cool guest, I think, David Ross, who is uh, one of the more beloved guys I think in in baseball in the last few years. Who just retired from the Cubs and now oh, all D- of a sudden, Dave, David Ross, not not the rapper, not Rick, not, not Ross. Rick Ross. Oh, no. Rick Ross. Yeah. No, not Rick okay. Ross. David Ross. Yeah. But David Ross. Sorry. David Ross is hustling. Let me tell you, the homeboy has. <laughs> Three jobs now uh, after just retiring. So we're going to talk about all that kind of stuff with him. Uh, and we're going it, to – it's a really good interview. I think you'll like it. He's a very, like, down-to-earth, like, cool guy. Uh, the kind of guy you'd want to hang out and have a beer with. Like, other than Bad News Ramen. Like, Bad News Ramen is number one on that list. David Ross would be, like, number two. Only if you're buying the beer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Bad News Ramen and I are going to come back and talk about a number of topics from uh, – I got some, some Yankees questions for him. We haven't really talked since – Hall of Fame. So I have one Hall of Fame topic I want to throw at him. Uh, miss some other stuff. So this is Stew Pod. Stay tuned. Right now, here's our interview with David Ross from uh, now from ESPN. Welcome back to the Stew Pod, everybody on Yahoo Sports. Mike Oz here. I have a uh, pleasure to be joined today by David Ross, who uh, just recently won the World Series with the Chicago Cubs, and now has, I, I think, like 16 new jobs so far since that happened. Uh, most recently, he's announced <laughs> that he's uh, going to work for ESPN as an analyst. Uh, David, I thought you were retiring. How is it that you have more jobs than you did in October? Right. Well, I'm trying to supplement that income. Baseball <laughs> pays pretty well. <laughs> I'm trying to get some of that money back. No, I think it's just you know, it's the the opportunities have just come. Uh, these great opportunities have come from from being a part of something so special. And and what those guys uh, did for me and my career and and here at the end has just catapulted me to a, a whole new level. And um, I think when you get the opportunity to work for one, the Chicago Cubs, and two, uh, a network like ESPN, that's that's just you know what I grew up watching and uh, kind of one of those. Uh, networks, it's it's always on on my in in my house, and then catching up with sports. So to be a part of that is pretty, you know. Obviously, the job's great, but it's just a cool thing for me to be a part of. I'm excited about it. I'll, I'll we'll go kind of talk about each one, but for anybody who doesn't know, there's there's the ESPN job, there's a the Cubs front office job, and you're writing a book. Um, is there anything else that's, that's on the table? Is there any other? jobs you're considering yeah yeah there's there's a there's a there's a couple more things that are in the works but i i i, I gotta keep a couple things close to the vest as for right now so we'll see uh I'll, i'm sure i'll talk again on on with you and, and talk about uh, uh what's to come we, we've got a lot of opportunities that have opened up and i'm trying to take one at a time just just to make sure i don't get too far ahead of myself by the time it's april you're gonna have like 12 you're gonna have 12 jobs <laughs> uh how- i might i might there's no telling how did the how did the ESPN deal come about? I know the media has always loved you. You've always been you know great with reporters and stuff. Did anyone nudge you into like, hey, you should you should go be on TV? Well, what happened was after we won the World Series in Boston thirteen, we they asked me to come in for what they call a car wash, where you kind of do Sports Center and radio and, and baseball tonight. You just you go on every part of 
of uh, the network and, and kind of learn about what it's all about. And then uh, I really enjoyed it. And then we lost in 14 and didn't have a really good season, but um, they wanted me to come in and talk playoffs, uh, you know, on just do some sports center hits and talk baseball. And um, I was honored to do that. It was really fun for me and cool and to talk uh, the playoffs, even though I wasn't in it. So um, uh, I went and did that and really enjoyed it. And then the next year when we got knocked out, <coughs> excuse me, got knocked out by um, the Mets in 15 and we had just played the Royals at home. They figured I'd have a very good uh, perspective on the two teams. So I just did some uh, hits with Scott Van Pelt late at night and really enjoyed that. So uh, it's just a kind of a working relationship we had already and, and, and doing them giving the opportunity to do a few things. And so when the season ended and, and things had slowed down, they called and just had interest and uh, kind of, um, get my feet wet in, in that area and, and, uh, and then just, uh, go from there, see where it takes me. Do you know yet what your, what your specific role is going to be in terms of, you know, you're going to be on this show on, on this night or, or any of that kind of stuff? I, you know, talking to them, I think they just said it would be uh, a, a number of different hats. I would try to wear, I do some, obviously some baseball tonight. I do some sports center hits. Um, they, they'd like to me to try my hand and, uh, maybe uh, do a couple games and, and see what if I like that. And, uh, I know they've been uh, talking about Little League World Series, so there, there's a there's a broad range that they're they're talking about using me in, and um, all of them sounded great to me. I mean, just when you when you get it, think about calling a game, it seems really really cool. Uh, I don't want to get ahead of myself because I think it's it, these jobs are probably a lot harder than uh, I think a lot of people get them credit for. But uh, I'm looking forward to learning from uh, a great group of guys that are over there in the ESPN family and, and them helping me grow in, in this area. So is it just that everyone loves you so much that they'll just let you do whatever? Like they're like, yeah, you could do whatever it is you want, man. <laughs> let me. I need if if that's the case, I need them to to, to talk to my wife because she doesn't <laughs> let me do whatever I want. You know what I mean? And I don't know if she loves loves how crazy my life has gotten. Uh, but uh, it's been fun, man. I just again these opportunities when they come up you know, and and people say, hey, you know, ESPN, my agent calls me, so the ESPN calls interested. And I'm like, really? Like, you know, just it floors me to, to think about that. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I think these are opportunities you don't turn down. You, it's hard to turn this down when you get this opportunity. I get a chance to, to work with these guys and grow and, and figure out if I love this. And, and if I do great, if I don't, then, then maybe I, I, I move on to something else. But, um, I, I, I really enjoyed the, the two years I've done it already. And, and I think it's going to be kind of a, a seamless, uh, transition and, and just an area that I get to, to be a rookie and, and learn. Where did where did this happen in the timeline compared to the job with the Cubs? Um, I, it it kind of both of them kind of presented themselves. Theo wanted to talk to me soon after the season and said, you know, he had something in mind. So that was kind of, I mean, we were in the World Series parade and he, he he hit me up and said, hey, I'll be, let's have dinner sometime. I want to talk to you about a couple opportunities that 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 I want you to to look over and uh, and maybe be around. So we sat down and had dinner and then. Uh, ESPN called a little bit uh, down the road, and and so I cleared it with everybody about you know if if it was okay to to work both. The great thing about both is they understand that I've put my my priorities, and I've been saying it for a long time, is in the family. And uh, if we have any conflicts with the family, uh, they're going to let me you know kind of work my schedule around what the kids have, and um, you know some trips I already have planned, and kind of kind of give me some some freedom to 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 be you know here and there uh sporadically so that's that's the great thing 
And you have two two kids that are pretty young, right? Two yeah, or three? I have two that are. I have, my daughter actually turns. Uh, my daughter turns ten uh, tomorrow, and my son uh, will be eight uh, in May. And then I have a I have a a seventeen month old that that's actually running the house. Uh, a little girl. So uh, we got girl, boy, girl, and uh, the, the household is busy since they have been home. It's been fun. <laughs> little one will keep you busy, man. I don't know. I don't know if they can call you call you grandpa if you got to deal with a. Uh, uh, almost two years. <laughs> well, that's what I, I I went from being a grandpa to the rookie. It's it's crazy, <laughs> and, and one uh, and, and and like maybe a month's time. It, it really it just went from uh, you know the veteran guy. It's really really different to be the veteran guy uh, and, and be influ- and try to influence all these guys in the right way, and then you go from that to being a rookie in, in the in the front office with the Cubs and and on, on a network like ESPN and having to learn new stuff and, and really starting a new chapter in my life as well as, uh, you know, they're letting me write a book. I don't know how they let somebody write a book that can't even read, but I, but it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been, uh, kind of a, a new, uh, chapter for me and so to speak. And, uh, I'm looking forward to all the things to come. When is, when is the book out? The book comes out May 9th, I believe, uh, I think May 9th or 19th, somewhere around there. Uh, we're just finishing it up right now, so that date will be hardened. Uh, I think it's May 9th, and uh, you know, I'm I'm excited about about that. It's coming together, and uh, it's a lot better than I thought it would be. It, it's you know, I didn't have any expectations going in. I never done anything like this, and uh, finished uh, the other night, just kind of putting the final touches on there, and you know, it needs to be edited and all this stuff. But uh, I'm happy. I'm happy about the way it, it turned out, and. Uh, you know, I got maybe some things to clean up in there, but uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, you know you guys so to, to get your hands on it and, and and give me some some criticism and some feedback. Uh, this time of year, obviously, players are probably you know getting ready for spring training. Last couple of weeks before before that, like how has, has that impacted you at all? Are you thinking I, sh- I should be getting ready for 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 you know to, to go to camp? Or, but I mean, you know what? It's kind of. It's kind of been the opposite. It's the season went so long that I can't believe it's already here. One, uh, you know, when you finish November second, and then you have the parade. I mean, I don't think I got home until November tenth, uh, and now spring training's two weeks away. It's just that blows my mind. And uh, I see guys posting things on social media where they're hitting and running and throwing. And uh, I still work out a little bit, but I don't. I'm not grinding through uh, these workouts and. So it's kind of been kind of nice, but I, I think when spring training starts and guys are hitting and out there in uniform and, um, you know, the locker room camaraderie and, and all that goes into to getting back to seeing those guys and get back on the field with one another, I'm definitely going to miss that. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out to, to early spring uh, with the Cubs. They want me there that first week and, and just kind of be around. And uh, I'll definitely miss um, – some of that. I've already guys give me a hard time telling me they can't just talk around me because I'm front office and and I'm brass now, and so they gotta <laughs> they gotta keep it close to the vest. So it makes me laugh. They looking at me like that. Now. How do you think you're? I mean, because you were pretty close with especially some of these young guys on the team. Like, how, how do you feel like that's going to change? Uh, you know, now that you're in a different role, or, or do you think it's just going to kind of be the same? Well, I hope they'll be able to be a little bit more honest with me, knowing my personality and knowing that I'm looking out for the best that, that for them, you know, I'm still, I still consider, I don't, I definitely don't consider myself uh, a front office. I'm a lot closer to the players than I am the front office. And that may change over time. But, but right now it's, um, you know, if they need an ear or that have something to complain about or something that maybe needs to get fixed, uh, you know, I got the, got the direct line to the top and, 
you know, but Theo's good in that way anyways. Those guys, the front office and, and the way they communicate, Joe, and, uh, you know, they're just something they want to vent to and, 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 and open up about, or, or maybe the front office wants to, to ask me some things about maybe the clubhouse or guys. And so I'm just there kind of really to be uh, the eyes and ears uh, of, of all the, all the hall of fame front office that I think they are for me to learn from. And, and if the guys, uh, you know, would like to share anything with me, I'll be there. But if not, you know, I'm gonna, I'm going to make sure I don't cross that line of still trying to be a player. So in all this, like how, how much time will you spend, you know, actually on site with the Cubs kind of throughout the season? It's going to be hit or miss. Like, um, if they're going to let me kind of, uh, make my own schedule, of you know maybe if I want to come up for the draft that's something that's interested me see how interests me see how that works there's a couple um uh they want me to maybe you know shadow a scout a couple of times Florida State uh is here and there'll probably be uh players that they come into my hometown so I'll probably do a lot of stuff uh, maybe away from actually Wrigley Field but um uh, and there's a Chipola Junior College has a first a couple first rounders supposedly and uh, that's like an hour from my house too. So I may do some things in my area. If I want to go see some pro scouting, Atlanta's close by or, or, um, Tampa Bay is really close. So I've got some opportunities to still be around uh, my hometown and, and still be, you know, doing some stuff for the Cubs and learning from whether it's scouting or player development or what they look for in younger guys or professional, breaking down a professional team or professional lineup, uh, from the stands, all those things. Uh, they go into to the performance you see on the field from from the big league team. Again, it seems like they're just letting you do everything, which is fantastic. Well, I think they're 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 keeping it open. I don't think yeah. they're letting me do everything, but they're, they're keeping it open where I can kind of make my own schedule. The, the one thing I think is interesting is a couple of years ago, everybody thought you were going to retire and just right away be a manager, and that, that's the one thing you're you're not doing. Is, is that something that you see yourself doing one day? Well, let's, let's, first of all, nobody's offered me a managerial job. <laughs> so I haven't turned that down. Um, I don't know. I, it's, it's, I think that's part of me getting back with the Cubs is that I want to learn uh, what actually goes into that. What, what, I think that job's a lot harder than people think, and I want to learn what the front office talks about and thinks and, and what they, they discuss with Joe and on a day-to-day basis and what goes into all that. So um I'm not naive enough to, to think that uh, it's an easy job that you just go from the field and go straight into being a manager of a major league team. It's a great compliment to get from others, but um, I have still have a lot to learn in baseball and a lot of different areas to learn about. So um, I'm going to cross that bridge when I get there. I don't know if it's something I want to do. I know I don't want to be back into the everyday lifestyle of, of, of uh, a major league team right away. So uh, I want to I want to be able to to be flexible with my family and and be a part of of what they're into. I want to throw you a little bit of a curveball now that you're you're in the media and we're we're, we're media people. Um, there's, there's been a lot of talk this week. I feel like uh, of of people at kind of trying to figure out the line between sports and politics. And I don't really want to talk to you about your politics, but I want to know how much do players talk about that stuff? Like like. Is, is that something that, that happens in the locker room? I mean, are people talking about those things? Or is it is it like people say, like, I don't want I don't want politics mixed with sports. Like, I just want to worry about sports. Like, like how is that from a clubhouse, you know, player perspective? I think, yeah, I think that it's, I, for me, it's very rare to hear anything about politics and, and, unless it affects somebody's paycheck. You know, if it's somebody that's, like, going to cut, you know, all federal, federal taxes, I think guys would be ecstatic. Or, you know, <laughs> cut half, but... 
and I think that's every human being. But um, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't, for me personally, zero, zero talk about politics and sport. We talk about sports or other teams or, uh, you know, I, I feel like the good teams that I've been on, you, you've got this little bubble around you that you just stay in your cocoon uh, with all the craziness that goes on outside, whether it's uh, media, uh, you know, celebrity or sports or even um, politics. I think you're still trying to stay within what the what the best way of, of you uh, getting to be the best team you can be. So you kind of stay in that little um, bubble, so to speak. Uh, so it's politics don't ever creep in or have it on any teams I've been on. I bring this up to you because I think you, you know you're obviously a well-spoken guy and you're intelligent and everything. So um, I'm not just throwing it at you because it's the topic of the week, but I, you know I did think you know I wanted to hear your opinion on it. And as we see it, you know the NBA obviously is very loud about, about a lot of things going on. Baseball, you know, hit and miss. There's there's guys like Sean Doolittle who are very outspoken. Most people don't say anything. I think that's probably a difference in you know like the the makeup of a league and and you know there's far more baseball players than there are basketball players. So there's, there's a lot of differences in there. Um, do you feel like, and maybe now it's different that you're not a player, is there, is it an athlete's job to, you know, speak up if they have an opinion or is it, you know, the Charles Barkley thing? Like, you know, I'm not a, that's not my job. I'm an athlete. Yeah, I think there's, I think it's, it's to each his own, you know, like if you're comfortable talking about it and it's something that you're passionate about, that's what you see when, when guys are passionate about something or uh, feel strongly about it and, and have the avenues and, and feel like they're comfortable in front of to take criticism from, from maybe the other side or, or whatever may come with voicing your opinion. I think some guys do that. Some guys are comfortable with that and kind of welcome that. And some guys would rather just stay and, and not ruffle any feathers and stay in, and, 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 uh, and what they do best and worry about baseball, you know, obviously um, with baseball being an everyday thing, um, it's a little different. There's not a whole lot of off days in baseball, and, and guys are just so focused on themselves. And when you have downtime, you really just kind of check, or at least I do. I do just kind of check out and, and enjoy your off day, and you don't want a whole lot of drama uh, involved in it. But some guys, um, are, are they welcome that. So I think to each his own. I don't know that there's any certain responsibility for athletes unless they um, and they want that responsibility, then they should take it. You know, I think you should be who you – feel like you are and, and what, what you're passionate about, you should, you should speak out about that. I don't, I don't uh, put any judgment on people that do or don't uh, go either way. All right, let's nix, the, let's nix the serious social stuff. I want to I wanna put you on the spot for a couple of I want, I want on-the-spot analysis since, since that's your, All right. one, of your, one of your gigs now. I'll, I'll, start to, I'll give you an easy one. What's the one thing that needs to happen for the Cubs to win the World Series again? Uh, pigeon staff stay healthy. Throw throw a curveball at you here now. The Colorado Rockies have been a very fascinating team, I think, in the offseason. Uh, look like they're maybe trying to make some moves, but I, I don't know. Some of their signings have been kind of kind of interesting. What do you what do you make of the Rockies' chances to actually compete in the NL West? I think they got a great chance. I think they've got one of the best lineups, uh, top to bottom. They're very athletic. Um, I think that they've got to uh, somehow that culture there has to change in a way where the expectations uh, are, are full, or I shouldn't say full, are, are high throughout the season and, and um, a relentlessness through from everybody to, uh, to continue, you know, that, that organization to continue to get better and, and, and not use either the altitude or, 
the pitching staff or um, because it's hard to play there or whatever the excuse. I've never played for Colorado, so I have no idea what that's like. But um, I think they've got a very, very talented group, and they're competing in a in a division that's very, very talented. So you have to tell yourself you're playing against one of the best divisions in all of baseball. And for you to come out of that division, if you can, if you can come out of the division, you got a really good chance to win the World Series. So the goal is to set yourself your 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 goals and, and expectations high, and don't and don't and don't waver from those. Stay stay that course, and um, you know I think they've got a really good shot. To be honest with you, I, I think that you know you probably weren't expecting a. What do you think about the Rockies question? So I think, I think considering that, I thought you did really <laughs> well on that. So thank you. That. <laughs> hey, David, I, I appreciate your time. Uh, good luck with everything. It seems like you're going to have a, a busy year, but it sounds like a pretty fun and interesting year too. Well, thanks. I'm excited, and, and there is going to be a lot. And um, I'll, I'll do my homework next time about about the, the Rockies too, and, and have a little bit a little bit more in-depth no, uh, analysis you're, for you're, you. You're but, great, man. You, uh, you don't, I, you're, you're good. Okay, good, good. Yeah, yeah. You got to take care. We're back on the Stew Pod. Thanks to David Ross uh, for joining us on behalf of ESPN. And, uh, man, Bad News Ramen is here. We're, yeah, not, so doing, it's we're like, not doing three strikes this week. We're doing... We're, 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 we're not doing three strikes this week, and it's like it feels like a lot of time has passed by since the last time I talked to you, like for the intro of this, uh, stu- you know, stew pod, you know. It's forever. It's long, it was forever ago. Yeah, like yeah. I took a nap and you know did some reading and stuff, and I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm rejuvenated. So we're not doing three strikes, but I, I do want to kind of throw some topics out at you and just kind of see where the conversation goes from there. And see and see if I can hit them out of the park. You like that? <laughs> see, boom. We, we have Let's not go. we have not spoken since the Hall of Fame though, and I know you know anyone who listened to our Hall of Fame podcast will know that you. Vlad is your dude. And Vlad is my dude. How, how did you feel when Vlad didn't get in? Um, I was okay with it. I, I mean, he got he got a lot of votes. So I I, I think you know, well. Here's I wanted to pose this question, I, and actually, like, um, I did I haven't talked to you for a long time, and I, and I was putting you I was putting you to task because I was like, I don't care if Swick is there. Like, let's do a podcast, but you're really busy and you had to hold the fort down. So I understand. Um, but what I wanted to ask you is, like, so I mean, Vlad got he got so, some good majority of the votes. What I'm concerned about and i want to kind of throw this back in in your arena uh guru but um i wanted to see like so since they have so many uh guys coming out next year that are you know big name guys do you think vlad gets lost in the shuffle do you think it, instead of like next year he gets in it's going to be like three or four years when the class is kind of low again i, I think it's a it's a possibility for sure um I, I think he's close enough though that you know, there's a good chance that, that he still gets in and we see just like a huge class because I think, I think Chipper's getting in first ballot for, for sure. Uh, Jim Tomei, I, I feel like, could be a first ballot guy. Um, you know, then, then all of a sudden you're looking at some of the guys who were close. You know, Vlad is right there. Trevor Hoffman's right there. Uh, we could potentially have, you know, four or five guys going to next year, which I think would be great. Like, bring on the, bring on the big Hall of Fame class. Clear some people off that ballot. Uh, well, I mean, so, I mean, the whole thing of Chipper's Chipper's a first a first time guy, but you know, later on during his playing career, he got hurt a lot, so maybe he doesn't show up for you know. Maybe he's saying that he's gonna he's gonna show up for the Hall of Fame, and then like the last second, he's too hurt to go. <laughs> I mean, I, I still have a problem with Chipper Jones, dude. I mean, like yeah, Chipper I Jones, I, I I picked I picked high on that guy for third base, and it's like he was the king in fantasy baseball, where he would get hurt. Like he, it's like he he's like he's so first of all like monday and tuesday he's taking a break because he hurts something right then he plays like thursday and friday he hits like a couple home runs right and then like saturday he, he does okay and they but they take him out. I was like oh he's just resting then sunday he's playing he gets hurt he's all but i can play monday 
So you're sitting there going like, well, should I play him? Should I not play him? And then you play him for Monday and then he's out for the whole week. And you, then like on Sunday, he, on Sunday he plays again. And he's like, well, I don't know. If, and, then, and then he gets, yeah. So I, I have a lot of problems. You, you really hold fantasy baseball against people, huh? There's no, there's no statute limitations on that? Um, no. And that's why I like Vladimir Guerrero. So it works both ways, right? You know, you have Vlad. I mean, Vlad's a stud, dude. I love that guy. I think I think I just think sometimes you got to look further than fantasy, but I do look first, further than fantasy, that's, that's and and, and that's and that's where we can get into the next topic of discussion that you want to do. Uh, yeah, that's so pro- a role chat. That, that's that's prof- that's professional. That was smooth, like that. good. Thank you. That's yeah. that was thank you. Oh, that was thank you. That was a horrible thing I said. Yeah. So uh, Hal Steinbrenner said some said some stuff today to the media. That's uh, that's your team, man. You know you love the Yankees, and uh, you know there's there's a number of things like he thought that. You know they might be able to compete for a championship. I mean, a, a playoff berth this year, which is a lot different than the past years when it's like, you know, World Series or bust. I mean, but that's the reality of the Yankees in 2017. So yeah. I don't think that's a big deal. Um, he he did say he was talking about a Rolls Chapman, and you know the, the question about a Rolls Chapman is going to come up. I feel like for at least the next couple of years. I mean, you're never really going to you know outlive the the domestic violence thing for for a while. And uh, so he was asked about it at the, uh, the owners' meetings, and he said, I'm going to read the quote here, uh, talking about kind of the, the environment once he showed up, when Chapman showed up last year. Quote, quite frankly, it was manageable the minute he got here last year. He was great. Look, he admittedly messed up. He paid the penalty. Sooner or later, we forget, right? That's the way we're supposed to be in life. He did everything right and said everything right when he was with us. So... I'm 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 down with you know second chance like pay your dues and and you know pay your fine and and you get the second chance like I'm I'm good with that um, I I, I kind of have an issue and I think some people are here with the sooner or later we forget when we're talking about domestic violence where do you sit on that uh, you should well where I sit on is that you should never forget domestic violence and I'll say this right now it's like I. It's it's a sad state of affairs as, as you as a person when George when your dad George Steinbrenner actually sounds better than you do. Now Steinbrenner George Steinbrenner says a lot of crazy stuff. How's an idiot? And, and it's like I, I don't. It, there's a big drop off from George Steinbrenner to Hal Steinbrenner, um, and I, I just can't. I, I don't. I don't. I don't know how you can put your foot in your mouth more than George Steinbrenner did. Um, but with, I mean, with the, with domestic violence, it's like you know, it's just a it, you know, it's, it's just a lot a lot a lack of polish on a, a lack of polish on Hal Steinbrenner's part and a lack of accountability and even like placing blame. Right? It's like if you're going to be asked, like if you're going to be asked, well, you know, Rose Chapman, he did all this stuff. How do you do? How you cope all that stuff? Just lay it on the line, dude. It's like, listen, he did it. You know, it's like, okay, we we, we understand this. Um, you know, but you don't try to sugarcoat it and say like you're going to forget about it. It's just just say, look, he did it. I mean, what, what, you know, it's like he, he went through, he went through all the process of it. He's still going through the process now. You know, he, he's still, you know, he's still, I wouldn't say, how do I see that? I'm not even, I'm not even well equipped to answer this question with media, but, and you know, he's, he's still, he's still paying the ramifications for what he's doing now. I know, I know that there's some, he has to be doing some follow-up with, with what happened with his case and stuff. I mean, there's ways you can present it without saying like we sooner, sooner or later we're going to forget. I mean, and the thing is like, you know, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be glossed over. I mean, the whole thing is like when it comes down to it, you know, a role Chapman went on the Cubs, you know, he, he won them world series and it wasn't brought up. So, um, I think it's just kind of a case of, of first of all, you have a bad person in interview in Hal Steinbrenner, and I think you have a hack of a reporter that wants to keep on bringing it up. It's like, dude, he's 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 done it already. 
get over it. Now, I'm not saying get over domestic violence, but it's like, okay, well, how else can we answer this question? I mean, do, do we do we want to put a put put a letter on him, or say, you know, or, or you know, like a scarlet letter, and say like he's a wife beater, like do like WB on on his on his armband the whole time, so we know that you know he beats women. I mean, it just, it just I mean, what else are you gonna do about it? A lot it? of people would think it was Warner Brothers, by the way. Warner Brothers, yeah. WB with the frog. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, yeah, no, it, I mean, it, it I understand that. I understand that. Like, like we've we've kind of you know been there, done that with this issue, but I, I, but I guess that's kind of the point, though, right? Like. If if you're never if you don't want to if you don't want it to go away if you think it's worth bringing attention to then then keep bringing it up and then when house time burns something like sooner or later we forget then all of a sudden it brings it back up again so you know while I somewhat agree with you that you know reporters are probably harping on it um, you know when there when there's nothing new to say um, Steinbrenner has done no favors here in you know creating something that the that people can latch onto and get upset about. Because yeah, I mean it's 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 ridiculous to to just think oh well you know I guess unless, yeah. unless you're Ray Lewis right unless you're Ray Lewis then. unless you're, unless you're Ray Lewis and yeah so <laughs> I mean I think Ray Lewis is is a good example it, it's it's kind of the it's just kind of the whole thing and, and it, I think it says I don't, I don't know dude I mean I it's it's not something I mean it's just it, it's a guy that hasn't walked you know he he hasn't he hasn't walked life I don't think you know I, I think it's just kind of a case where. Stuff, things are handed to this guy. He he has a kind of a, a warped sense of reality in terms of how he lives his life, um, you know. But you you don't forget something like that, and and you don't push it, you know, throw it under the rug and say, oh, you know, we'll forget it sooner or later. No, you're not going to forget it sooner or later. But at the same time, it's like it it had been very easy to say, to easy to say to this reporter is like, what do you want me to say to this? You know, it's like you know, it's it's. Yeah, you know, we we signed him. We we knew what we we're getting to when we signed him. When we signed we signed him the year before, and then we traded him. Hopefully, we can sign him this year, which we did, and we can trade him again for more prospects. That's a whole other story unto itself. But it's like, what what else do you want me to answer here? It's like it. Yeah. We've already we've already done it. I mean, what what else do you what else do you want me to say? You know, and, then, and and the thing is, you you can get in trouble for that, right? Like, because you can say like, "Hey, someone else is going to sign him, so that makes it all right." So there's there's no right way to answer this question. The only right way to answer the question is saying like, "Listen." We know what he did. He's taking the proper steps. Get over it. I I, I think that also plays into like a bigger thing that's going on and and in sports, but everywhere. I mean, everyone's Facebook feed. I'm sure. You know, the idea of like everything nowadays is either political or a social issue or you know whatever it is. And I feel like there's a good percentage of people who, when it comes to sports, like don't want to hear any of that like they just want whatever it is whatever it is that sports is for them an escape a you know time to hang out with your friends or, or you know it's your entertainment because you don't watch tv you just watch sports like whatever whatever outlet sports is for you like some people don't want that intersecting with anything else which i would say is a little you know unrealistic because that's just not the world you know in 2017 like like all these things bleed into it one another it's it's like eventually you're gonna have to let your you know your potatoes touch your steak you know like that just kind of how life works but well, but, what's, what's, but okay, go, ahead. go ahead no go for it i mean what's the course what's the other course of action no no i i do agree with you and my whole thing is like okay you know if this reporter or you know if the readers are are so are you know the reporter and the readers are so aghast by what aroles chapman did then there's one easy way to make that known don't cover the yankees and don't follow the yankees and don't watch the yankees but guess what they're going to do it. you want to know why because they make money off the Yankees. 
Aroldis Chapman has not been banned by Major League Baseball. He, you know, I'm not going to say he, you know, as a wife beater, whatever it is, or I, I don't know if it's, you know, as a person that does domestic violence, does he have a right to make a living, whether it's a whether it's a garbage man, a janitor, uh, a, a street sweeper, or or major, playing Major League Baseball? So that that's kind of the whole question. Yeah. It's like you know, you can sit there and, I, and you're right. It's like you have a bunch of crybabies on social media, right? And all they do is just cry and cry and cry. Even right now when we're doing this podcast, someone's going to say that you know that I'm a chump. Or that you're a chump, and then you know, and you get barraged daily with people just making fun of you, saying like, you know, you're not a real journalist, blah 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 blah. It's like, well, what are you going to do about it? You're reading the flipping story, so be quiet, right? <laughs> it's the same thing with the Rose Chapman. It's like he's not banned by Major League Baseball, okay? He hasn't been banned, okay? And he has done this. So if you really have a problem with this, stop watching the Yankees, stop watching baseball, and don't don't watch the product at all. And then maybe you can affect change. Make every single person in your neighborhood. Stop watching the Yankees. Stop watching baseball. And then guess what? Make every single person in your borough stop doing the same thing. That's how you can affect change instead of just sitting there crying about it and then listening to some idiot like Hal Steinbrenner like try to gloss it over. Well, I think I think there's also a bigger a bigger picture here. I kind of wanted to get into, which is, you know, there's a story that came out yesterday about uh, Theo Epstein because you know Trump has said some stuff about how you know they're going to go in and send the feds into Chicago and you know whatever whatever whatever. And, I mean, that's obviously a, a big topic, you know, worth discussing in, in a major city in the United States. And I, I think it's interesting, um, whether you agree with Theo or, or not, and he said, he said he thinks that Trump is grandstanding and, you know, there's more important things and he's just trying to create headlines and, you know, whatever. So that, that, but regardless of what Theo said, I, I think it's interesting that we've reached a, a, a place where... You know, the president of the Cubs is someone you go to to seek opinion on that. Because 10 years ago, you know, I don't necessarily think that was happening outside of, you know, maybe things like 9-11 and, and, you know, like, you know, really major events. But, you know, I think we've we've gotten into a a place where all of a sudden, you know, if, if, if if there's a thing that's going on politically, socially, and it has to do with Chicago, it is valid i guess to go ask the manager of the cubs or the gm of the cubs or the president of the cubs or a player for the cubs and um some people don't like that i'm sure people you know want theo to to worry about you know what is what his bullpen's going to look like or, or you know those kind of things but but i think that you know and someone wrote this this week that the the quote-unquote stick to sports era is over i think it was the ringer and like i tend to agree with that and I don't think it's necessarily a product of, of you know, Donald Trump getting elected or, or any of the stuff we've seen happen since then. Uh, I, I think it's been that way for a while now. I think social media probably, more than anything, uh, you know, chopped up chopped up the world in a way that said, hey, you know, you can, you know, follow all these various interests in different places, you know, and, and Twitter's going to be your hub for all the things you're interested in versus if you like sports, you watch ESPN, and you know it's just going to be sports, 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 sports. And on, on Twitter, you're like, okay, sports, music, you know, news, and all this stuff, and it's all coming at you from one place. And I, th- I think it's changed the way we consume information. And I don't know that I necessarily have a question for you here, other <laughs> than the fact that, like, I, I think that it's fascinating from a a, a way we consume information. Um, that you know, people still think that you have to keep this over here and keep that over there and this over here. When I, I frankly just think that world has passed us by. Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's ever been the case. I, I think 
with journalism, and I think we can speak on journalism because we, you know, you're a journalist. I was a former journalist. I think there was a case where sports was put in the pro- proper perspective of of what it was, and I think journalists they protected uh, they protected athletes a lot more than they're protected now. Um, what what you're getting into is that now, you, I mean, if you think about it, it's like even like a GM, right? Like the GM, like Theo Epstein makes a ton of money to to make the Cubs win. So, you know, he is in a position of power. I mean, not, you're talking to these guys. These guys have everything that we want, right? Like who doesn't want to have a multi-billion, not multi-billion, a multi-million dollar contract uh, to be in the spotlight at all times and especially to succeed in that. Um, and it, there's always there's always been a case as even with minority athletes that they had to speak for their for their people or their culture that's always been a case and it's always been kind of like a big thing of, of going back and forth it's like the whole thing that spawned the whole charles barkley i'm not a role model um and what what i come down is because you, you talk about espn you talk about the ringer and we just brought up uh you know the the guy asking how steinbrenner about rose chapman i don't watch espn because i don't i don't i don't agree with espn i don't like their product i don't like how they they dumb down sports. I don't like how that. How that at the same time they do the exact same thing that this person did to um, to Theo Epstein at the same time. So that's like one way. It's like I'm not going to say you're like, hey, look at me. I'm not doing, it, but I practice what I preach. You know, when when it, when it all comes down to it, you know, and I even bring up, you know, we bring up Theo Epstein, but I want to bring up the um, uh, Greg Popovich as well because Popovich and even Steve Kerr, uh, when Trump got elected, yeah. Popovich Popovich has has come out and he has a very strong opinion. Now I don't want to say whether I disagree with him or or, or you know I, I don't want to get in the game of like I go with Trump or I I don't want, nobody cares about where I'm coming from because the second that I say well this is what I believe then someone in turn is going to say well you know you can say the same thing about people saying about Trump blah 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 it's yeah. it's, it's 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 the same conversation and it never ends and, and it never ends and that and I think that's what is kind of coming down to. I believe the reason why people are asking Theo Epstein, and I, and, and I think people are asking Greg Popovich, um, and I think the reason why people go to Greg, Greg Popovich is because he is a voice of reason for that side that's against Trump. Now, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of voices of reason for people that support Trump. And instead of us going out, because even right now, like, I'm not going to say anything, right? Even with, with you on Facebook, you have, you know, you have a couple of accounts on Facebook and you, and, and, and I appreciate it. And, and I, I have no reason to, you know, to, to say, oh, you know, my God, you're the greatest thing ever. But the one thing I do appreciate when you do stuff about Trump is like, I know where you stand on Trump. But what you do is, is you, you put, you put a story out there and you say, just read this. And then, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, you get a ton of people saying, well, you know, Trump, this Trump, that anti-Trump, pro-Trump. It's just, it's just getting a, a case now where no, where there was a the reason why Trump got elected is that there there was there was a very silent majority of people that didn't want to voice their opinion. Trump became the focal point for them to vo- voice their opinion, whether I agree with it or not. My whole thing is like, okay, what are we going to do about it? Right? It's like it's like I'll say this right now. I am not a Trump supporter. It, it scares me to death that Trump is president. But what am I going to do? Am I going to sit there and cry about it and say all of this? No. It's like okay, there's a reason why this guy was elected. What can we do now to make the country our country as good as it can be with Trump there because he is all the process. This is a political process we've bought into. But I'm not going to go in and go like, hey, my God, how do you feel about you know Donald Trump? It's just it's it's it. If someone's asking that question to Theo Epstein, or if someone's asking that question to Greg Popovich, if your first react, gut reaction is to discredit everything they're saying, then you're not you're not any better than anybody else has ever been, right? Is you're 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 being if you're a Trump supporter and you're crying and crying and crying about liberal media, liberal media, liberal media, and instead of trying to fix that problem or try to understand that problem or try to 
further the, the conversation so you so the ills that you think that you face in society are wrong and try to fix what you see as a problem by trying to understand what else someone else is coming from and then come to a, a mutual agreement to make the make something a bit you know make here I go with the cliche make the world a better place then that's fine. But this is the situation that everybody is in. It's like, it, it's such a hotbed. It's a way for people to get hits on, on their sites. It's a way to go viral. And it's just a case of, of everybody wants to talk about everything. And all I need is I need a couple more page views. This, this podcast needs a couple more clicks to, to, you know, so, so you can say like, Oh, Hey, like we're number, you know, 55 on, on iTunes. You know, it's, it's just, it's a cycle. And I think what we're forgetting is, is are, are you 47? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but it's, you know, it's, it's, it's just a cycle. And the whole thing is that we're complaining about all this extra extraneous stuff that doesn't matter. And the root of the problem is not getting solved. I like how you, I like how in the beginning of, of everything you said, which you said some good stuff in there, but I like how in the beginning it was like, no one cares what I think about Donald Trump. But then by the end of it, you, <laughs> you, you unraveled what you, what well, you because I, I gotta, I gotta put myself on. <laughs> you board. have to, you, you have know, to. It's like, if, if, if I'm going to say like, Oh, Hey, you know, you guys aren't doing it. It's like, but I'm not going to do it. You know, screw that. I mean, the, the, the biggest thing is like, you know, I have to go into grocery stores and the day that he was elected, there was a, there was a Hispanic lady that was working there and she just looked at me. She's like, did you vote for Donald Trump? And I was like, no, I didn't vote for Donald Trump. And she was scared. Right. Like, and I just thought, I was like, you know what? We'll be okay. You know, like we will be okay. The U- America will be okay, and then that's the only hope that I have is that the United States will be okay. But am I? Do I feel like I can go out go out of the country and, and come back into the country without any problems? No, I don't. I'm not going to leave the country because I don't know if I'm going to be able to come back in. And, and and I'm not saying that to be funny. It's the truth. And the whole thing is like my daughter got really mad. You know, she's 12 years old, and and I was like, Emma, do you want to talk about? It? She's like, No, I don't want to talk about it. I said, Emma, I said that's how that's how Trump got elected. Is that nobody wanted to talk about anything, so we need to talk about it. So you know, so we can. So everybody in, as a whole, and I'm not saying Hillary Clinton was a great candidate. I think she was a very bad candidate. And I don't know what else to say. It's like we need to get to a point where we have two good candidates and people will vote for them. And that's all we can hope for. And we're not going to do it by, by not talking about this stuff. So you know what? Uh, there, there's, there's no answer to your question, but the answer to stick your to question sports. Is, stick to is, sports. Is, is, is keep on. Yeah. No, what I'm saying is like keep on asking Theo Epstein stuff. Keep on asking great Popovich, you know, uh, Popovich stuff because those voices need to be heard. And and. If, if if we get as many voices as we can from the sports arena, from the political arena, from people at home, I'd rather have a lot more discussion than not anybody say anything else. I, I guess I stand to, and, and you kind of hit on like sort of my philosophy on, on discourse, which, um, you know, I don't really get too much on, on the podcast or, or even on Twitter a ton, but I, I guess where I stand in the world is everyone needs to stop talking so much and start listening a little more or start reading a little more and getting past, you know, memes and, and just sort of like sound bites that someone puts out for you. So to that respect, like, I think if there's someone who is intelligent and has something to say, like, like Popovich, I think, you know, I, mean, I don't know, I, I guess I never looked at Theo Epstein as like some, you know, that guy, he really, you know, knows what's yeah. going on in the world. But I mean, obviously, Trump. He, obviously he's a smart <laughs> guy though. I mean, you know, like, yeah. with the success that he's had. So I think that, you know, he's someone whose opinion we should at least value and, and listen to and, and say, hey, Theo, do you have more to bring to the table than than just putting together a, a team that's going to break a World Series slump? Um, yeah. Well, he but he could answer that question better too, right? I mean, that's the other thing too is that if he's going to answer that question instead of fueling it saying like, you know, he's grandstanding and he's a bunch of hot air, it's like, well, you know what? Like basically what Donald Trump is saying is that he's going to enforce martial law in Chicago. That's a, you know, and, and how do you feel it? You know, and Theo Epstein should know about that. And that's the type of answer that we should start getting. But it's it's tough it's tough to do that. 
Yeah, no, I think it, I think it's a fascinating place to be in. Like, I don't. Again, I, I'm you know obviously in my position as, as someone in the media, um, you know, people will say that people like me are part of the problem, but I, you know, I do think that that you know the the world of of sports as sports and only sports is. I mean, that's done, man. That that is that is over. So if you don't, if you have a problem with people having opinions, um, I'm sorry, but you know get used to it because it's going to keep happening you know i think you know as i get older and i'm not and i'm not going to get political here but it it's funny like so i watched the golden state Warriors a lot because i live in the bay area and it's very surprising to me and and even like with the i'm a patriots fan and i'm not a bandwagon patriots fan i started i started liking them when they were like 1986 and then when they were 14 i stuck with them the whole time but as i get older and there's more problem and and here's the thing is like there's a lot of people that that a lot of people watch sports, and it's an escape for them. And it, it, you know, because a lot of people have problems. It's stress, you know, where they have their home life is bad, uh, their their job is bad, and sports is an outlet for it. I believe that. I believe here. That's so stupid to say. I believe <laughs> that. No, I mean, but here's the thing: is like, I truly feel now. It's like as I get older, and and I have, you know, with the problems that, that I have, whether you know, with with work, with you know, having to drive everybody all over the place all the time. Sports is more of an outlet now, and it's more of a release. And it's funny, like the Warriors, I watch them religiously, and I watch the Patriots like religiously, and it's like it doesn't mean anything, and I know it doesn't mean anything, but it's just a way for me to to escape all the problems that I have with the day to day stuff that you have with everybody has. I think sports is 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 more of an escape because there's you have so much things in the world that you can't control. Like right now with the United States, you can't control if someone doesn't feel safe in the country, you can't control that. And it's like, he's like, what do I do? So I, do I just live in a cave and, or do I just live like it's my last day? No, I think people go to sports and, and they, they live through sports and sports becomes a lot more as sports becomes a lot more important in today's society. I think what, you know, if, if, if you're a, a journalist, you're like, okay, how do I reach the biggest market, you know, that I want to reach on this story? Then you yeah, you are going to, you are going to. You, you are going to go to a sports figure. You are going to go to the San Antonio Spurs where everybody's watching the Spurs, you know, where you have, you know, two to, you know, two to five billion people or million people watching the Spurs. You are going to go to those people and, and ask them for stuff because I think sports has ingratiated itself so much into popular culture that it's not like you have popular culture in sports. It's like, no, sports tilts the wheel in a lot of things with with money with with fashion a lot of it has to do with sports and i, I think that's why these people are being asked now so you're right it's there, there's not a there's not a time of there's not a compartment where you have sports for this and then you have the rest of your life it's like for a lot of people it's like golden state warriors are playing tonight oh thank god it's like i'm gonna go home and i, got, I gotta go i gotta go buy some beer and then I, i'm gonna watch the golden state warriors just to relax that's how a lot of people are so we, we've obviously spent a lot of time on this i think we can we can Move on to one other thing I think is interesting this week, and <clears throat> the uh, the verdict came down in the uh, the Cardinals hacking thing with the Astros, which had been lingering on. And there's a story that came out earlier this week, and I with more details on it, and I kind of like, oh yeah, that that was still a thing, huh? That, that we're still waiting for some some resolution yeah, two, on that. The and two million dollars on that. Two thing. two million dollars. Uh, they lost a couple of draft picks, which um, worth more than two million dollars, you know, in 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 baseball land. Um, but what I thought was most interesting, and, and I, I don't know, I mean, we, we can dissect all the punishment stuff, but I, I, other people do that. I, I thought it was interesting that, that the guy, uh, Chris Correa, 
Can, can I can I stop you right there? Yeah. You know how you know how relieved I was because so all I read is like you know because my time I'm busy with my time and I'm reading the story and I'm glancing through it and I see Korea. I was like, oh god, that guy's gonna get suspended. And I was like, oh, it's it's the other Korea. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Not your boy. Yeah, I was, I was very relieved. Not I was Carlos. very relieved it wasn't Carlos Korea. Yeah. Um. So so I I I appreciated that the you know the MLB punishment came out and it was like. You know, we didn't really, the guy didn't really cooperate with us, whatever. And then he, first of all, has a has a Twitter account that doesn't have very many tweets on it. And he tweeted out a statement the next day, like, from prison, like 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 he's Tupac or something. You know, or, or actually the, the proper reference would be wrapped on the phone like he's Mac Dre, for those of you guys who know about that. Um, you know, like, sending out a statement about how, you know, I, I, I was... I, I did this, but it wasn't as bad as what the Astros did. Like, still sticking to that. Like, he's still that guy in jail. Like, nah, man. <laughs> like, like those people, they deserved it, you know? And I'm just like, geez, man. That, does, degree, doesn't it, that, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. That, doesn't that like, kind of put a close to everything that we just said? I mean, right? It's like it's like in this social media age, it's like some dude <laughs> is, is writing from prison. Why? Because he wants to go viral, and he wants to make something of himself. I, I just kind of imagine him, like, you know, I think people need to uh, – Watch, um, check yourself the the video by Ice Cube, and when they have that prison scene and stuff, I, I think that that's if, if I was to get if you're gonna take anything away from today's podcast from Stewpod is that go go watch Check Yourself and and watch watch the homie Tuan dude because that, that's like one of the best performances ever and that's that's what what I picture Korea Twan. in right now. Now your name is just Tuan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he's looking at them all hard, and then then he starts seeing you know, at the end. He's all you know, he's he's infeminate walking and stuff and everything. Very good video. I like. If, it. Uh, I will I will leave this as maybe our ending note. Um, if if you know that song from the radio, which I'm sure a lot of people do, and you go and watch the video, or you go and let's say listen to like the uncensored version, just know that there's some other stuff going on in that song that does not happen on the radio. That's true. I, okay. I would like to give that give a shout out to our friend Christina, who uh, I remember the first time I, I I told her the real words to that song. She was she was very aghast. Um, yeah, she 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 was aghast. I, I felt sorry for. Her. I mean, to have me, <laughs> me me and you, me and you like saying stuff, and then yeah. even some of the some some of the best stuff I said to you. Yeah, yeah. You want to go see that? You want to go see that movie with Ice Cube where he's uh, gonna fight that dude when he works at a school? No, I I, I think that it already came out, right? And it I already bought. Yeah, no, I I'm, I'm not gonna watch that. I, I at least was happy to see Ice Cube being angry again and like having a scowl. I mean, if he's going to be in like a dumb movie, at least he at least he gets to be angry and not not be like Daddy, are, honey, are, Daddy are, are, are Day or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like are we there yet and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, for, I mean, Friday's one of the Friday's a great movie. I mean, I, I still I still don't own Friday. I don't know in this day and age that I don't own Friday. And the reason why I didn't own Friday was because it was always expensive, right? It was like fifteen dollars for a DVD. And I was like, dude, I'm like, when that stuff comes, when it goes down to ten, I'm buying that thing. I never bought it, man. Friday is a great movie. You should watch Friday. Good movie. <laughs> you should go watch. You should, you should go listen to the Predator and Death Certificate and basically, basically everything Ice Cube did before, before Players Club, right? Was was Players yeah. Club kind of like the the, the downfall you, of Ice Cube? You, you know what's sad is that Kill it is Will, that is that rap is so wanted. bad right now. Well, rap is so bad right now that even like. The stuff they did with Westside Connection, I'm starting to go like, oh, that's pretty good. And I hated Westside Connection, but rap is so bad right now. Even and it's the same thing. Like I didn't like Tupac, I didn't like Biggie, and I didn't like Ice Cube with Westside Connection. And rap is in such a disarray. I, mean, I don't even get some of these guys, right? I mean, I think the only like rap song that I've liked over the past year has been Broccoli. Like I can get down with Broccoli, but that, that's like the whole thing is like I, I it's 
we got we got you got to go back to America's Most Wanted Death Certificate. Death, Certi- Death Certificate is one of the best albums ever made. That's it. That's and, all I'm gonna and, say. And No Vaseline is one of the best. Dis- probably, probably the, I think the best diss song, right? I mean, no, people- I, no, 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 no. Uh, Commons, Commons. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Com- I don't know. Commons. Common. No. Common was good for Common because he's Common and he's not really a guy you expect to come with a diss song. I mean, hit him up. I mean, hit him up is you know I think probably the popular choice. Like if this was the Family Feud, what's the greatest rap diss song of all time? Like hit him up would be number one answer. But I, I, I don't think so. I, I think the I think the B and U is like one of the best beef songs I've ever heard in my life. No, but the I Brit- mean, but what's the what's the popular opinion? The popular opinion would be hit him up. I don't care about no popular opinion. That's what I'm saying, but, but to me, I think no Vaseline. Probably no Vaseline. I, I'm not a big I'm not a big fan of no Vaseline. But you, you know you know what I'm a big fan of. The bridge is over. Now, now that's a diss song, dude. <laughs> Can't mess with the bridge is over, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. KRS One, man. This is this is what happens when you when you get two guys on the podcast that that are like kind of, kind of from the same era we, instead we could, of a lot of like could, we could do a whole instead of a lot of pauses we could do another uh, hour on the best rap. Yeah, that's song what I'm saying. Time. Like you can actually answer me an important question and I'll have an answer for you right then and there. It won't take me like 25 minutes. And it's hey, it's not just I'm not trying to bag on on, on Chris Wick. Do I do a podcast too. And and. Well, I'm just saying, it's like I do a podcast too with someone else, and sometimes I try to say something. They're like, "Uh, uh," and I was like, "Dude, where's my cause at, dude? My cause would have an answer <laughs> right quick, Dean." Yeah, I th- so I think I think it's no Vaseline. Hit him up. The takeover. Uh, people got mad at me when I said Ether was takeover was better than Ether, but takeover. Oh. E- Ether. Uh, do you know what? Anything that anything that Jay Z and and, uh, and Nas did, that stuff's all weak, dude. Yeah, Give me yeah, a break. Because you're old. It's, it's, it's like it's like old. a it's like a bunch of a bunch of. Uh, Generation wires, you know, like trying to trying to be like <laughs> trying to be like the generation next guys with 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 beef raps. We like I, I listen I listen to the bridge is over, Dean. I mean, the bridge is over. The bridge I mean, is over. It's classic. Yeah, it's and classic. and nobody died. Nobody died, dude. You know, and even like you know, Rock. rock I mean, have you seen MC Shan lately? I don't know where MC Shan is. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's still. Well, I don't. He might be driving a cab, but you know, he, he's not dead. He didn't die over it, dude. So that's true. There we go. That's true. All right, well, thank you guys for indulging us in a little bit of uh, hip-hop diss songs and everything else. Hope you enjoyed the stew pod. Oh, my God, he's Bad News Ramen. Oh, do you know how to do Chris's part? Do you know how to do Chris's thing he has to do at the end of the show? Man, I, I ain't doing none of that stuff, dude. Go on iTunes, review it, rate it. If you don't, I'm going to come over with, with a bat and knock you out, dude. <laughs> From the game of baseball, right? See you guys later.